Frequency 49 show is brought to you by the Niner Empire GB. Welcome to the Frequency 49 show. I'm James Little, and that's right, they've let me host. And joining me today is Kim Sorensen and our friend from Germany, Marco Wandre. Good evening, gents. Good evening. So, we had a game which we won. It's only our second game that we've won against the Raiders. What did you guys think of the game? We'll get straight into it because I'm not used to hosting. So, uh, yeah, we'll get straight into it. I'm not quite as glamorous as Kat. Kim, what did you think about the game against the Raiders? Oh, it was excellent. <laughs> oh, always a pleasure seeing us beat the Raiders. So, uh, Nick Mullins played one hell of a game. Absolutely fabulous. Uh, got rid of the ball. Defense played great. Uh, seven sacks. We haven't seen that for a while. <laughs> and we could, I could question if we will see such a dominating performance again. It, it was kind of like the, the Raiders quit on the game in the second half. But uh, overall, it was... It was bloody marvellous. <laughs> Michael, what are your thoughts? What was your favourite thing about our performance against the Raiders? First of all, Nick Mullins was on fire. Uh, he was really on fire. Okay, it was only the Raiders, but even against uh, crippling Raiders, you need uh, to show such a performance. Uh, but by his number, he has great things ahead. The best quarterbacks in 49ers history could be divided by four, so... Uh, Nick Mullins with a four has a great number uh, time ahead of him. No, just kidding. Um, but uh, I'm really impressed of George Kittle. Um, he he was a steal of the last year's draft, not Ruben Foster. Sorry, but uh, f uh, in my eyes, he should have gone first round, and uh, we got him quite uh, cheap. And. Uh, I'm really impressed of Mustard. I um, he was in the la last few weeks. He was our best running back, and it really hurts that he uh, injured himself. Yeah, um, I've got to agree with you. I obviously am a big fan of Ruben Foster, but yeah, George Kittle seems to be the steal and the best player that we picked from that draft class. He's proving to be one of the top tight ends in the league um, he's getting further and further up that leaderboard as this season goes on I can see him being our tight end for years to come from what I can see he really loves the organisation and everybody in the organisation loves him um, and you're right about Mozart it's such a shame what's happened to him but like you said Mark he's been our best running back which has been great for Breeder because he hasn't been fit he's been playing injured and a credit to him that he carries on playing it's just that I mentioned in other previous weeks that uh, it's the kind of guy he is he's, he went undrafted and he's, he's very much a, a guy that enjoys the game and works hard to be where he is so yeah I think we're going to see Breda come to the forefront of the running backs with Mozart going down but to have to have him come back next year as well um, would be great. For me, the highlight was obviously Nick Mullins. It, it, it was such a strange... I wasn't expecting anything from him, and I've been extremely frustrated with CJ. And I've said, and I'll stick by it, I really like the guy. I think he's tough, and he's probably a nice bloke, but 
really won't bother me if, if we never see him in a 49ers jersey again. You know, I think we got to give this Nick Mull- we got to give Nick Mullins the starting job for the remainder of the season because he's he's won well he's won more games than CJ hasn't he? I, I had the discussion yesterday with uh, a member of our Saxony chapter. I think the problem with Bethard is he is still on college time. He's not on NFL time, he's still on college time. If you see how long he holds a uh, ball, that what's incredible, it's our O-line, uh, we have to say it. And how long he could hold the ball, but he holds it too long, he's still on college time. And yeah. um, if he don't get that the NFL is much faster, he won't go far. He showed glimpses of what he can do, but uh, his timing and his uh, reading of defenses is really still on college uh, niveau. This is it, isn't it? Exactly. Perfect perfect point there, Michael. He still very much looks like a college quarterback. You do not get the time that you do in the college game in the NFL. Um, and unfortunately, other teams will. We can see it. Other teams will see it. So I hope somebody does give him a chance. I mean, he could come back and perform great for us, also. But that's the one thing you've got to make the adjustment from college to the professional game. Is the you know you suddenly realise that you don't have the time. Um, and it was, yeah, he kept holding on to the ball. And Mullins, everything I keep seeing of Mullins coming out, he's a student of the game. Um, he walked through every play, even when he was on the he was a practice squad, um, quarterback, scout team quarterback. He even after the game when the stadium was empty, he would go onto the field and walk through every play that was played during the game. Um, and he and things that we're hearing about him playing crowd noise into his headphones so he can practice. Um, you know, in intense atmospheres, he can practice reading out the play calls correctly. It's just what you want to hear about the quarterback of your team. Let's not get over the top. It's only one game and the Raiders were diabolical. I don't think I've seen a team, including us, and we've been bad at times. Um, I don't. I haven't seen a team play that badly in the NFL for probably since the Raiders a number of years ago, <laughs> to be entirely honest. So, yes. Um, but, yeah, also... A big reason for the offense being able to do their job, like you said, is the defense and how well they played. Um, I suspect, and well, I suspect they've they've uh, they've rescued Robert Sala's job for a few more weeks because, including myself, people were calling for his head. You know, struggling to understand with the the amount of I've said it so many times, but the amount of first round draft picks, the amount of talent that we had a we have on our defense, and the lack of production we were getting from them. And they finally performed, you know, they performed brilliantly. Um, Fred Warner is is this season's Reuben Foster for me. <laughs> he's he's what Reuben was last year. Let's hope that next year uh, Reuben comes back and what is the player he is and Fred Warner continues to develop. Cassius Marsh, just a guy that works hard. You know, we've got players like Cassius Marsh and Ronald Blair outplaying our first round draft picks. These guys are earning their spot on the field, and when they're on the field, they're making an impact in the game. It's what you want to see uh, from players of our team. Dakota Watson was another one. Brilliant. Yeah, see Watson coming back and and playing as well as he did in in his first game back. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, as you guys have both said, overall, really happy with everything. Uh, it's, It's a game I've enjoyed watching the most out of... Well, this season for me, I didn't watch it live because of the time when I would work. 
But uh, I watched every single minute, every single second of that game back uh, the next day. Uh, I can actually say it on here because no one from work listens. But I actually had it on my computer screen at work from from the minute I got in with my headphones in in the background. Uh, so that was an enjoyable morning at work. One of the most enjoyable mornings at work I've had in a while. So, yes, overall happy. Yeah, but about this defense, first of all, I'm pretty happy to see Mark and Sotcher uh, above uh, Eric Armstead and DeForest Buckner in the stats. Um, it's a proud, it's a pri uh, proud thing, uh, pride thing for a German uh, to see that. Um, but um, fr uh, Fred Warner and Ruben Foster, I see a big difference between the both. Fred Warner is more like uh, a leader on on the uh, pitch, uh, more like Patrick Willis was, and uh, Ruben Foster. Um, if he gets his act together, is more like a uh, monster, uh, like Navarro Bowman. Ah, uh, monster, yeah. My, it's it. and, my, and Navarro was always my favorite player. So yeah, well, other than Frank. Gore. The both of uh, the both of them together with a fit Ruben Foster. Um, Fred Warner will tell Ruben Foster where to go, and Ruben Foster uh, pundles uh, the opponent to the ground. Uh, so. Like so, like with Willis and uh, Bowman. Uh, Willis was a brain, yeah. Bowman was a muscle. There you go. So you've heard it here first. Michael, prediction. We, Fred Warner and Ruben Foster are the 49ers. New Patrick Willis and Navarro Bowman. God, I hope that's true. <laughs> so... But but Foster first, first really needs to... It, it, it seems like he is playing injured and, and has been for... For most of the games, and and it really has affected his game quite a yeah. quite a lot. And we've had that many injuries. Uh, you know, we we haven't really had anyone else that we could play in his stead until he's back full fit, full fitness. And with the performances he did previously put in, you know, uh, they're going to play him. And I've said it before: as injured as injured as these guys are, if they say they want to play, and they're saying to the coaching staff they're fit. They're gonna get played, you know. They they don't protect themselves. It's up to the coaching staff to protect them. But yeah, I've no. It's second season syndrome. It's the uh, Graham was talking about it last week. The sophomore uh, slump. That's it. Sophomore slump. So, but no. As you two in review, very happy. Great game. Let's hope we can carry it on going in. I've got a couple of questions here from uh, from our Niner Empire uh, GB group on Facebook. The first one is very much around the man of the moment is from Nathaniel and it is a simple question is Mullins Nick Mullins the new backup to Jimmy G when he comes back does he take CJ's job not just this season but going forward what do you two think well I, I think it's uh, unless he, he really drops in, in performance for the, for the rest of the year uh, I think it's obvious that he, he will be uh, I think there's one issue about how he played and how well he played. It was like when Garoppolo came on last year, the timing and getting rid of the, getting rid of the ball really fast. When Garoppolo started this year, he also had a tendency to hold on to the ball for far too long, a lot of the sacks. Seem, I, I didn't really blame the offensive line. It was more a question of, of uh, P, uh, receivers not getting open and, and Garoppolo 
holding on to the ball for too long. And and Bethard really hasn't gotten over that. Mullins comes along and, and he just <laughs> yeah flings it around like he hasn't done anything else. Um, if he can if he can continue uh, getting rid of the ball as as fast as he did against the Raiders, then of course he he should. We we might even have a, a quarterback controversy if if he plays. Do you agree, Marco? Yeah, uh, totally. Um, and about this quarterback controversy uh, in in a German uh, football news, uh, they said uh, if Mullins uh, uh, plays that good for the rest of the season, uh, John Lynch might bite in his hand uh, while he put so much money into Jimmy Garoppolo. <laughs> mm, yeah, well, we'll see. I mean, yeah, I can't see there being a, uh, a controversy. We don't know. Never know what's going to happen in the NFL. Following on from that then, just quickly, guys, if you both think Mullins is the new backup quarterback, what happens to CJ? Do you think he gets released? Do you get traded? Uh, what do you think is going to happen to CJ? I, I think, uh, first of all, he will be degraded to third quarterback. Um, and uh, from there on, we will see. I don't think uh, that Chenohan uh, uh, will kick him so easily because CJ is his guy. Uh, you see it in his comments. Um, I think Chenohan uh, still thinks uh, CJ uh, has to prove something, but... Uh, I think he has to work really hard on on himself and uh, get out of this uh, college time slump. Um, and um, yeah, the question is uh, if Mullins was really that good or the Raiders that bad. I think it's somewhere in the middle. You can't be that good if your opponent isn't that bad. I couldn't have said it better. It's it's kind of in. Just in in the middle of it, it the, like I, I said in yeah. the in the beginning, the the Raiders at a point in, in the game seemed to 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 quit, but but Mullins had already proven uh, him himself in the in the first half there. So um, I think uh, CJ will will still be on the roster next year. Uh, he was uh, Shanahan's uh, guy in in the draft last year, so. So he will he will probably hold on to him for for a while longer and try to to develop him. But if uh, if Mullins plays anywhere near what he he did uh, uh, in the in the last game, he will he will be the third uh, third stringer. Yeah, I yeah I agree. I can see us going into next season with three quarterbacks. In my eyes, it doesn't hurt to have three. You know, three quarterbacks that you can turn to. This could be the make, could be the making of the Nick Mullins, and it uh, it it will be the end of Tom Savage. <laughs> I got, we'll be coming on to him shortly. Return of Savage. Um, no, yeah, agree, guys. Um, I think we'll have three quarterbacks on the roster next year, but the same three guys. Moving on, just a quick question for myself that I want to put in there. Amir Abdullah has been released by the Lions this week. And as we know, Raheem Mozart, unfortunately, one of the most horrific injuries I've seen live in the NFL when he broke his arm. Uh, do you think we should pick up Abdullah or just go forward with Brader, Morris? 
he, I think he's he played uh, a bit in in the preseason and and did reasonably well. As far as signing uh, Abdullah, I I have never been a a real favorite of him. So well, I'll I'll be good with whatever. I I mean. Uh, Whatever Shanahan has found of, of running backs, uh, they've had a tendency to turn into gold. So uh, I'll be good with whatever they they decide to do. Yeah, I'm 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 a bit split here because I think we all saw uh, that Amazon show and uh, that uh, the Cardinals wanted to have Abdullah and they got uh, David Johnson and I still think they got the better player. Um, Abdullah is overrated, but you don't know how he plays behind an O-line like ours at the moment, because, sorry, uh, the Detroit Lions O-line isn't much better than what we had last year. So let's see what he can do behind a good O-line, and we have one of the best uh, run O-lines this season. Yeah, well, whatever happens... One thing's for sure, we will, all, we will all see the message that we'll get from our front office that says we did everything we could do to get him when we see him sign for another team. Anyway, moving on. Roster moves this week. He's back, back again. Tom Savage signed to a one-year deal. I mean, he's back again. I think it's just a, it's obviously a, an insurance policy. This boat, this uh, Tom Savage is making a few thousand dollars each time he signs these contracts and gets released. So I'm sure him and his family are happy. We've placed cornerback at Manuel Mosley and obviously Raheem Mozart an injury reserve. As we know, we all seen what happened with uh, Mozart's arm. Unfortunate, but we'll be happy to see him come back next year. It was that damn unlucky about Mosley as well. He was just promoted from the practice squad, and and I believe it was yeah. actually the, the first play he is on for for the special teams. He he makes a tackle and dislocates his shoulder. It it kind of sums up our season with all the injuries. I'm I'm not the kind to believe in curses. But uh, Deepak's uh, Levi Stadium curse, there could be some truth in it. <laughs> we we uh, we got a bit too superstitious last week for Graham, so we won't we won't go into that, gentlemen. But yes, I know Deepak. Deepak will be pleased that I get to mention again. So we moving on. We have got a game against the Giants, and I believe it is Monday Night Football. Another game under the lights, prime time. How do we think? We uh well, so how do we think? We open up as three point favourites. That's what I could find today. I presume that's off the back of our brilliant victory against the Raiders. How well, how do you see the game going? Uh, what should we be looking out for? Michael, how do you see us doing against the Giants? I see us a, a little not as good as against uh, Oakland. Uh, yeah, we we really have a shot to win this game. First of all, um the defense of the uh, of the Giants isn't that good either. Um, a little bit better than Oakland, but not that good. Uh, and if our D line can make uh, the pressure they made against Oakland, Eli will have a very long day um, because uh, the Giants have one of the worst O lines this season. Uh, but our D backs have to stop. Uh, the good, uh, the good um, wide receivers, uh, 
Giants have. Uh, OBJ still is one of the best wide receivers. Um, Sterling isn't that bad either, and uh, Chacon Barkley is a very good running back. So uh, we have we have to see, but I think we can win it. Kim, well, I I think we'll 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 win uh, as well. Uh, the 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 Giants offensive line and defensive line is not particularly good. Uh, I believe the Giants, the Raiders had had seven sacks in this in total in the season and the Giants if I remember correct they they are at 10 so it's not like they have a fearsome pass rush as, as they have had in the past uh, and and their offensive line has been pretty horrific so um, Eli should probably be hearing footsteps uh, in his head uh, most of the the night we probably won't dominate as as we did against the Raiders, but I, I think we we should be able to win if if we can keep uh, Barkley uh, under control because he is the he's the wild card in this. I'm I'm not that really not that uh, fearful of of uh, Odell uh, in 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 the game. It, it's it's more or less it's a question of uh, controlling Saquon Barkley. Oh, Kim, I wish you hadn't said that. He's going to go and score at the weekend, isn't he? Odell Beckham, he's going to be doing some He's going to be doing some silly dance in the end zone. I'm going to be thinking, oh, Kim said we, he wasn't worried about him. <laughs> no, it's uh, Barkley. It, Barkley's special running back. Uh, everything, everybody knew could see that coming out of college. And yeah, it's that offensive line. Yeah, Barkley's the one that worries me. Never wrote off Odell Beckham Jr., but I think it's clear to see, and I'm, I I hope he sees it and retires at the end of the season, or you know moves into the booth, perhaps. But Eli Manning's had his day. Um, he was brilliant back when he did have his day, when you know won his two rings. But um, yeah, for me, the the thing, the key thing for this is. It's a, it's how our defense does against that offensive line. Um, if our defense who turned up against Oakland turn up again, we, I can see us. I, I think we're going to win. I think we are going to win. Um, I don't think, I think if we are going to, well, I don't think it's going to be a close game. Honestly, I can see us winning this game by ten, fourteen points. If I'm honest, I've got it down as twenty-four, ten. So, and that's probably giving them a Barkley. Uh, touchdown, running touchdown and a field goal that's my prediction on it uh, I'll get scores off you two gentlemen in a minute, you're not getting away with it <laughs> but yeah, I, th- I honestly the way we played against the Raiders it's brilliant, builds a bit of momentum, I, c- I can honestly see us winning this game quite comfortably it could come back to bite me and we could, we could have a team like we've seen turn up earlier in the season but these guys will be you know, riding high at the minute the whole it's all about confidence and momentum. We've got that win now that hopefully brings a bit of confidence back to these players. You know, we sure as hell seen it on the defence with the fantastic trio of Cassius, Marsh, Richard Sherman, and, and Blair doing the uh, doing that celebratory dance. They were all having a little dance around, so that was good to see. That's what I want to see. I want to see our players happy, performing well, 
um, and confident. So I, I'm confident going into this game. I think we're going to win it comfortably. Unfortunately, I'm not going to get to see it live because of the time. But I'm sure I can get it on my computer screen the next morning in work. So yeah, 24-10 win, Niners win for me. Do you two want to give a score? I think it will be a 21-24. The feet of gold will strike again. Um, but I, I think we will see a lot of capoeira this day. Kim? Well, I have a 27-21 in, in our, in our favour. I, 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 I have a hard time seeing us really run away with it, but uh, I think we should be able to pull it off. Um, and I, I really look forward to seeing... Uh, Sherman against Odell. I I hope we will see that that matchup. And I no, I'll no, doubt no. that uh, because uh, Sherman isn't uh, a cornerback who follows the best receiver. He covers his side and oh, yeah, yeah, sure. and if if the Giants are clever, they put Odell on Akello and that could be a long day. Yeah, that's it. that's exactly what I was going to say, Michael. You read my mind. They get they they sure as hell not going to match up Beckham and uh, Sherman. So come on, Akello, prove us wrong. Well, prove me wrong. I've not been very high on you this season. But then again, Richard Sherman did say it himself when he's played well, no one's mentioned it. They only mentioned it when he's played badly. So you know, hopefully, um, we're not really talking about with the spoon next week because he's had a good game. Right, gentlemen. Two-minute drill. Do you, uh, do you want to go? Yeah, sure. Yeah. First question to Michael. Now Nick Mullins has been confirmed starter for Sunday, do we win? Yes, we will. Kim, did we step up or were the Raiders that bad? It was a combined effort. We, we, we played well, they played lousy. I'll ask you both this first, Mark. What was your highlight from the Raiders game? My highlight? Uh, the yeah. one-handed 71-yard uh, catch uh, from uh, Kittle. Kim, your highlight? Well, the, the, the same one. <laughs> okay. Kim, is Nick a better quarterback than Bethard? Yes. Yeah. Michael, out of all the injured players, who do we miss the most? Uh, of the injured players, um, at the moment I have to say Mostert. Okay, not, 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 not Jimmy Garoppolo? Okay. okay. Kim, what number do you think we'll pick in the draft this year? And what number do you think we will be? Ooh. I think we will be around... In the five to seven range, I think we'll we'll win against the Giants, and I think we had. Um, I think we'll end it with four or five wins. So so we are okay. pro probably around seven. Okay, Michael, quickly, who is favourite for the NFC Championship? Saints or the Rams? Uh, I hope the Saints. <laughs> And that is just about it. <coughs> two minutes. Brilliant. I am good at this hosting, Malark. <laughs> I'm only joking. Please come back, cat. Right. <laughs> so, the next bit on our show is something that was not mentioned in a couple of weeks, and that is our Pick 6 Challenge. We do a Pick 6 Challenge every season within our Facebook group, the Niner Empire GB. And this week, 
because we haven't mentioned it for a couple of weeks, this week we actually have someone who picked six, and that was Steve Cushman. Well done, Steve. I've not got anywhere near this season. The leaderboard currently stands with Mark Noley, top of the leaderboard. Keith Fish and Jimmy Brewster's crept back up there. And Mark Corns and Simon Holdsworth. Uh, Mark Noley's on 36, one point clear of Keith. And Jimmy, who are on 35. Mark and Simon on 34. Just down the list is Cat on 33. I'm going to mention me because I'm even further down the list. 33 also, but that's on our Facebook group. It's a great competition. And I just wanted to make sure we uh, fitted it in there. So we've done the review, we've done the preview, we've done the two-minute drill, we've done the pick six. So uh, I think we're going to wrap it up, gentlemen. So it's thanks to Autio Nautics for the music. Thanks to Mark Lyon, Mark Corns, Andrew Mitchell, Neil Jepson, Deepak Gohill, Paul, me, Simon Nathaniel, Rob Graham for all the work they do in the group. Apologies if we've missed anyone. If anyone would like to get involved in the show, and this is also a personal message from me, please get involved. We've got Michael and Kim on tonight, these guys. We like love having new people, new hearing from new voices, so just contact me or any of the admins. You can also follow us on Twitter and Instagram at 9 Empire GB. As I mentioned previously, Jason's now running our Twitter, and I've got our Instagram account back up and running. And, of course, search our Facebook group, the 9 Empire GB on Facebook. You can email us at the frequency49show at gmail.com. And I think that's about it. I've got through it. So it's time to say goodbye, boys. On behalf of Kim Michael, I'm James Little. And we'll be back next week. Thanks for listening. Say goodbye, boys. Goodbye. Bye. Bye. Bye.